Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. You're listening to episode 141 of the Marathon Running Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about lactate threshold. This is the Marathon Running Podcast by Letty and Ryan from We Got The Runs. Join us in our running community for weekly content that is motivational, educational, and inspirational. And let the Marathon Running Podcast take you from the starting line to the finish line and beyond. Hey runners, and welcome to our episode about lactate threshold. Hey Ryan, how's it going? Pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. So what's new? Got a race coming up. Yes, got a race coming up this weekend at Celebration um, Florida, which is just a half marathon, but it's probably a good indicator since I haven't raced for time in a while to see where I'm at so I can, you know, kind of aim my training towards getting faster and I'll be able to tell you afterwards all the things that probably went wrong, but... Of course, we don't want to think in the negative, so I'm going to tell you also about all the things that are going to go right, which kind of propels us into today's topic. Which is, again... Lactate threshold. You know, just another term. Recently, we talked about how to improve your endurance, and then we had a whole episode on VO2 max, what it is, and how to improve your VO2 max. And today, we're going to tackle the lactate threshold so during this podcast, we're going to actually talk about the following things. We're going to talk about the two fundamental concepts on how to improve your endurance. We're going to talk about a definition. What is lactate threshold? Then we're going to talk about how do lactate thresholds and VO2 max relate for people like me that this seems to be a really difficult concept, but not anymore. Then we're going to talk about how we improve that lactate threshold heart rate Last, we're going to talk about finding a lactate threshold heart rate, and we're going to give you some sample running exercises on how to do that. Ooh, sounds fun. It does sound fun, right? So, but before we hop into the definition of lactate threshold, let's talk about the two fundamental concepts to improve endurance. Um, so we're going to kind of repeat what we've said on the previous podcast, the two fundamental concepts to improve your endurance are increasing your aerobic endurance. And then the second one is exactly what we're going to talk about today, improving your lactate threshold heart rate. So there we have it. We care about our lactate threshold heart rate because we want to improve it so that we can be better endurance athletes. Simple. So remind us how people can increase their aerobic endurance. So for the aerobic endurance, we can just do workouts that involve aerobic exercises such as swimming, biking, running, rowing, cross-country swimming, etc. And we can do that at a moderate level. And so over time, your ability to continue this exercise will improve just through physical, I mean, I'm sorry, physiological adaptation. So basically think of it as you've never run before and you're running, it's really hard. So, but then the more you do it, the better you get at it. And if you run regularly for just a few weeks, 
weeks, your body will adapt and it does so by increasing blood flow to the muscles and increases the muscle sizes and strength that improves your blood flow through capillarization, which is when you have little tiny veins that go to the muscles. And as a result, you have the ability to use oxygen as the main exercise energy source more efficiently. And you can, you know, run longer and not tire out so fast. The body is pretty amazing at adapting to whatever we put it through. So it's kind of cool that it adapts to your running and makes it easier. Exactly. So maybe you can tackle the next question of the day. <laughs> what is lactate threshold? Maybe we can get some kind of a definition. So according to Wikipedia... <laughs> Seriously? Wikipedia is great. Lactate threshold is defined as the point at which lactic acid starts to accumulate. And basically, lactic acid is produced with anaerobic exercise, and then your body normally gets rid of it. But when it starts to increase in concentration because your body can't get rid of it fast enough, that's the lactate threshold. Um... Typically, though, I guess it's defined as once it reaches a certain point for laboratory purposes. So when you do a laboratory test, so you do a blood test, which is a way to measure your lactate acid concentration, once it gets over like four millimoles per liter, because everyone wants to know that number, then that's like when you've reached your lactate threshold. And so practically speaking, you could say most people would exercise a certain amount, then they're lactate acid levels would go up and you could probably get a, a range of what exercises causes that. And so you have some, right, that you looked up? Yeah, so for most people, the lactate threshold is about 20 beats per minute above the steady aerobic threshold. So if they're used to a certain aerobic threshold, then by going above that, you you have to, your body has to go to anaerobic um, sources for energy and so I guess if you were even at 20 beats above your aerobic threshold into your anaerobic energy production, that gets you past your lactate threshold, I guess. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So my biggest question was because we've had these episodes about improving endurance and then we had a whole one about VO2 max and now we have lactate threshold and, you know, all these numbers come in to make sure that you know how you can be a better athletes. I wanted to know how lactate threshold and VO2 max relate. And I've came up with a really good analogy. So basically, if you have, you can think of it as VO2 max is a bucket and lactate threshold is water in the bucket. So training to improve your VO2 max is increasing the size of the bucket, which is, you know, harder. And we've talked about how it is harder to increase that number of the VO2 max while training improves the lactate threshold and increases the water in the bucket. So basically, if you're thirsty, you want to have a big water bucket and allow you to drink the most water, but you need to fill that bucket with as much water first to not be thirsty anymore. So comes down to if you have a high VO2 max, that's great, but only if you have a lot of water in it too, meaning you want to also have a high lactate threshold because you kind of need one for the other. That's it. <laughs> How do you like that analogy? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Hopefully people can understand it better. Um, so I just go based on more of the definitions. So 
like your muscles can work in two ways aerobically or anaerobically so the vo2 max is the maximum amount of oxygen your body can take in typically your bodies like to work with oxygen aerobically to produce energy once it maxes that out and you've gotten past your vo2 max and you want to keep moving your muscles have to go anaerobically and so to do so they use lactic acid as energy once that lactic acid builds up faster than it can be taken out of your muscles, you reach your lactic acid threshold. So that's the way I think of it. I mean, I kind of like both. Yeah, no, I'm just, I have to like think about the way you said it to maybe understand it some more. Yeah. So anyway, you guys can uh, let us <laughs> let us know on uh, you know our notes or whatever what you think about it. But let's talk about ways of finding your lactate threshold heart rate um, because you know again we want to find that number so we can work at a pace just above it to get better at it. So warm up for fifteen to twenty minutes. And then you run 30 minutes at race effort, as hard as you can go for 30 minutes. Then you take your heart rate average for the last 20 minutes, and there you go. There you have your lactate threshold heart rate. And the wonderful news is that Carmen does it for you, and <laughs> we get threshold notifications sometimes. I think it's cool, though, that at least we're figuring out um, what some of this stuff means, because a lot of the new technology is giving us this information, and people might know how to use it but not know what it means and so i think dissecting what it means is kind of cool and helpful i agree i get notifications on my email all the time on my saturday hard runs and it says your lactate threshold heart rate has increased and then there's a number and i would never know what that really means i just thought okay is it good to have a higher heart rate or is it not good to have a higher heart rate so letty if you do like a really hard run and afterwards, you get really sore. Is that from lactic acid? How about you tell me? I want you to guess. Um, it's from muscle fiber tears. True. So it's a common like myth that lactic acid is what causes muscle soreness. Oh, so I was right? Yeah, it's actually true. They say the most likely culprit is probably... Um, not lactic acid, but just micro tears in the muscle, which is injury causing inflammation, which is increasing the sense of pain. But I think a lot of times in the past, people were always thought that lactic acid buildup was what causes the muscle soreness. Oh, I have a question for you in that regard, because I remember when I first moved to the U.S., my junior year in high school, I joined the cross country team and there was a girl in there that was always super fast and she'd only train with the guys. After the run in the mornings her coach would make her lay down in the dressing room with her feet up and i asked her why does he have you put your feet up and she said it was to drain the lactic acid yeah is that a misconception i mean it's a misconception to what how if that causes muscle soreness because it according to more recent research stuff that it actually does not cause muscle soreness it's not the lactic acid that's causing it but there still could be benefits from putting your legs up, potentially. You know, if it's micro tears with inflammation, then you get all these cytokines and other stuff that, that are associated with inflammation, and maybe putting your legs up help drain that. 
Yeah, and I guess it gets all the blood that is, you know, high blood flow when we're running a lot in our legs. Your blood's moving pretty fast anyway. I mean, putting your legs up is not going to make it drain out of your legs because it's going through your body pretty quick. But there's other things. There's fluid. There's edema buildup from other stuff that, that, that raising your legs could help. Interesting. I think. Huh. Good to know. So moving on to the next question is, how do we improve that threshold heart rate? So... Improving that lactate threshold is accomplished by completing easier training sessions like the above, uh, plus including more challenging workouts that raise your heart rate. So the secret or goal with lactate threshold training is to raise your threshold point as close as possible to your maximum heart rate and improve your ability to withstand that discomfort. Um, so if you never do harder workouts, then your lactate threshold will always remain your possible maximum lactate threshold so it's actually possible to raise that by just getting your heart rate as close as possible to your maximum heart rate i wonder if a lot of it is not i think it's uh, it may be more your body just becoming more efficient at doing the work a little bit of it probably is just tolerating a higher level of lactic acid in the body but i, I wonder a lot of it in the training probably just results in your body becoming more efficient if you look at it, just thinking about it logically too, like if you look at the lactic acid curve and you think about how it works, lactic acid builds up, it starts building out faster than your body can remove it. It actually starts off gradually increasing lactic acid, but then it goes up almost parabolically higher. So even having a higher lactic acid threshold would not give you much more exercise intensity or exercise ability because it's once you're getting up that curve, it's going fast. So a, a large change in lactic acid buildup only results in a small amount of energy gain. So I wonder if like more of it is actually just your body's being more efficient and able to utilize the oxygen to create energy better, which is then allowing you to stay in the aerobic phase longer and not go into the anaerobic phase where you start to get lactic acid buildup. So I wonder if it's almost like kind of a theoretical point that just varies based on your body's efficiency. Yeah. So that does make sense. Maybe you can hop into the training zones a little bit and tell our listeners how those work, taking into consideration, you know, the, the VO2 max and the lactate threshold training. Yeah, I guess so. There's um, There's all sorts of different ways you can layout it looks like you can lay out different zones of training so you can have multiple zones you can have two zones you can go up to way more zones so this um i just found an article that that had a pretty nice looking graph of it but it's showing basically your lactic acid in relation to your pace or your heart rate with running so like it has, say for this example, is a five zone. So you, you break it out into five different zones. Um, you have like your recovery zone, which is your lower on your VO2 max. Then you have your endurance zone and then your lactate starts to build up slowly. So you're probably mostly still going with aerobic energy production, but you're getting a little bit of anaerobic energy production. So your lactic acid starts building up. And then zone three is a threshold zone. So that's when I guess, you know, it's like you tolerating the lactic acid as it's building up. But then you have zone four, the VO2 max zone. 
So once you get to the end of zone four, that's your VO2 max. So now aerobic oxygen or aerobic energy production would be at its max. And from then on, you have to rely solely on anaerobic, which as you would might imagine would then start increasing your lactic acid levels much faster. And then zone five is the anaerobic, which makes sense because you're beyond your available oxygen energy production or aerobic energy production. And now you're only in anaerobic energy production. So that would be the highest heart rate, slowest pace or fastest pace, I guess. Yeah, that's quite interesting. And we're going to post that that picture, that graph on our Instagram at running podcast. So you guys can see it. It's interesting stuff. And I wish we had more time to hop into that. Maybe we'll reserve that for another uh, training. I mean, another podcast, the whole different training zones and talk about those a little bit more in depth. But for now, we're going to talk about our last topic, which is some sample running exercises that you can do to increase your lactate threshold heart rate. So um, obviously do a warm up and then run two times 10 or 15 minutes which is, you know, about one to two miles just below the threshold with five minutes easy in between. Another exercise would be four or five repetitions of four minutes, which would be 800 meters, well, between 800 and 1,200 meters, depending on how fast you are, at threshold with two to three minutes easy between. Another exercise that we found is also to do this five to six times. It's three minutes at uh, threshold with three minutes easy in between. And then you can also do eight times one minutes over threshold with one minute easy between. And if you've listened to last week's episode or whenever that was when we talked about VO2 max, you can kind of tell that these aerobic, I mean, I'm sorry, the lactate threshold uh, increase exercises are a lot shorter than the ones that we did talk about when we're talking about improving your vo2 max so if you want to go back to compare that you can find that in episode 139 where you can have a listen to that and i guess at this point that's all i have about lactate threshold Um, i'm sure we will soon create another episode where we hop into the different training zones i know that different watches have different numbers of training zones and they label them different label them differently so that'd be an interesting topic to kind of hop into and see you know what 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 is out there and what could potentially work best for you it is so it's kind of, I think it's kind of interesting. Like I guess, so VO2 max training is probably, you know, it's basically, I like to think of it as like your body is just trying to get more oxygen in, right? So you can increase your maximum amount of oxygen. So that would probably be like lung capillaries, you know, breathing better, things like that. But then the... Lactic acid threshold training is probably like a combination of tolerating it, being able to remove it faster, the lactic acid, like your muscles as they contract and everything, they help move things from your legs away from, you know, where they're, where they're being produced to the rest of your body, which helps get rid of it. But also maybe like some efficiency increases so that your body can then 
utilize you know the energy better and stuff too so i don't know that's how i think of it but i don't know how accurate that is yeah so anyway um anything else from you ryan have a good week of running thanks for tuning in for more information head to www.runningpodcast.us and as always have a great week of running